This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box. Whether you enjoy geeky reviews, comedy, or original fiction, you can open up the Culture Box and find something excellent for your soul. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Reactions. Joining me today is a guy who just wants to be a good boy. Welcome, Jacob. Well, I try to do the best I can. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host. A man who uh, is, is just a distraction. Welcome, Drew. I know what you're referencing from the trailer, <laughs> but I don't want to... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say the lines the shark says. Yeah, no. <laughs> but anyway, we are today re- going to be reacting to a movie called The Bad Guys by DreamWorks. Mm-hmm. I know only what was in the trailers right. for this movie. I know it's about the big bad wolf mm-hmm. and a team of other... Anthropomorphic anthrop- misfits. Yeah. Well... The more nastier of the and sneakier of the uh, yeah animal kingdom. I know there's Spi- spider there's a snake. Stra- there's a spider. There's a snake. There's a shark. I think there's a couple others, but I can't think of what they are off right. the top of my head. And I know the wolf, who is their main character. I know he at some point in the film will, out of the goodness of his heart, be nice to a little lady. She'll say he's a good boy, and then he'll be. Uh, wanting to be to be to switch to the good guy side. Yeah, that's about all I know. And yeah. hijinks ensue. Yeah, pretty much. And then something about uh, a herd of guinea pigs. Yeah. Is it a herd of guinea pigs? Like, how what, else what do is, you describe a, 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 a horde of that size of guinea pigs? Mm. What is the group for a? What is yeah. the name for a group of guinea pigs? There's a question. Yeah, that everything is good. has a name. Yeah, a group of guinea pigs. A pin. Pin. That's a horrible name. I was hoping for something funnier. A pin, a penny pig. A, a, a pin of guinea pigs. Mm. I was hoping it was going to be like you know chimpanzees that a group of them is a congress. That's a weird congress. That's probably worse than our congress. That's bad. <laughs> I would say that describes our Congress, but yeah. I think that would be disrespectful Careful. to the monkeys. Uh, that is so true. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what we're reacting to. And like I said, I know pretty much nothing other than it's the first DreamWorks film to come out since COVID. Yeah, I agree. But I'm looking forward to it. It looks fun. It has an interesting premise, as far as I understand, after watching all most of the trailers. And uh, I know this was one of the films we've kind of, when it's, when it, when the first trailer debuted, I know it was one of those that we we were debating on doing a tra- doing a reaction to, and obviously we're doing a reaction now. Yeah, this was one of those that was on our list of ones. This might be a reaction one if we can schedule it, and mm-hmm. it just so happens we were able to schedule it. Yes. So yeah, we'll be reacting to that soon, and like I said, we've I'm just rambling at this point. Yeah, that's fine, but. Yeah, just definitely looking forward to it, and uh, we will be back, you know, when, however long this movie is. Two shakes of a wolf's tail? Yeah. 
Wolf Jill. I, good, I, good I just pun. know the last movie I went went to see that had anthropomorphic animals in it, in which one of them would would be considered a predator, mm-hmm. was uh, was a Zootopia, mm. and a sheep was the bad guy. And I didn't want to bring up the sheep right issue here. You know, being two shakes of a lamb's tail and all that. Anyway, I am just rambling at this point because I literally know absolutely nothing else to talk about for this film. Yeah. I literally have not paid attention to trailers because it's like, well, this is one we're going to be probably reacting to very soon because I didn't find out about this until February. Really? When we were, yeah, when we were getting ready to set up for the, uh, the anniversary episode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You put that on the list. It's like, I have no idea what this even is. Mm -hmm. I watched it and thought, okay, this is hilarious. We do need, I need to watch, I'm going to watch this. Whether we react to it or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is definitely one that looks like it's fun, but I literally know nothing about it other than the same trailer I've seen five times. I gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, join us on the other side and we will get to talking about it. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies. The animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. And we just got back from the movie theater. Jacob, what are your thoughts on this film? Spoiler free wise. Oh, wow. This is an incredible film that has just, like, animation wise, so unique. So unique. It uses that more of a. I don't know how to describe it. I really don't know. It's, how to... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's 3D models. Yeah, it's 3D models. With but um... the faces all have like 2D animation on top of them. Yeah. For to handle the eyes and the mouth, which both works. And doesn't work. And it kind of it kind of throws you for a loop. I'm still not sure how they did that with Mr. Shark. Because yeah. he's got a big mouth, obviously. Yeah. That had to have been modeled half the time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But yeah, he, he, his mouth still is just as... Uh, and 2D animated as everybody else's is. And you're, you're talking about a story that is so interwoven and be like, be like, good guy, bad guy, good guy, bad guy. And it's just be like, obviously, like if you're, if you're paying attention to the movie, you know what's going on. Be like, you see certain things that are going to pop up here and there. Yeah. If, if, if you're, if you're a fan of, you know, films at all, be like, you're going to notice, be like, oh, okay, here's your main, here's your main antagonist. Be like, oh, here's an ally. Here's yeah. this. And be like, and some heck, of the things you ever saw coming. And heck, both of us immediately knew who the villain was. Oh, yeah. Three seconds after the character was introduced. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's you. Mm-hmm. You're going to be. But the thing is, you don't, it doesn't really matter that you know it's that person. Mm-hmm. It's still, even though you know it's that person, the, the ride is still wild. Oh, yeah. It is very wild. Especially with the with the identity of another character. Yes, that was a nice, pleasant reveal. Yes, it's hinted at throughout the film, but it mm. never actually doesn't come out until say it until it's absolutely necessary information. Yes. And I appreciated that. Yeah, it wasn't one of those films you can completely predict. 
Right. Which is what all Gentleman Thief films need to be, which is what exactly. this is. This is essentially Lupin the Third, but with but with animals. Yeah, agreed. And uh, one of the ushers, we were coming out of the theater, someone described it as like uh, Ocean's Eleven. Well, actually, he said Ocean's 13, but... 13, Ocean's 12, <laughs> Ocean's 11. It's all the same trilogy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it does have that same vibe. Like, it has a little... I would hate to say it, like, not hate to say it, but it's got a little bit of, like, Fast and the Furious kind of, kind mo- of. motifs here and there. Definitely the uh, the Mustang GT, which well, is like, oh, yeah, my gosh, you yes. Have, you gotta have the cool car. Oh, of course. Uh... Yeah, I should be like, this is absolutely, I, I love this film. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. I would highly recommend it to anybody go watch this. Yeah, I actually agree with that. It's a fun film. It is it is technically a crime drama mm-hmm. comedy <laughs> in many ways. It is, like I said, it, it reminds me more of like stuff like Lupin the Third and uh, uh, there was some other uh, Gentleman Thief thing I thought we, we watched. But I could be wrong there. Uh, it's fun. It's it will keep you guessing the whole way. Mm-hmm. I am curious now that we have seen it. If a second viewing, we'll be able to catch even more stuff because the mark of a good film that has that many twists and turns mm-hmm. is when you still are catching new things. Oh that, yeah, that lead into those twists and turns that you didn't see the first time. Right. So I'm curious if there's that. So yeah, this is definitely going to come up on a review at some point. Oh, most definitely. But yeah, if you're wanting to, know, if you're if you're trying to figure out if you should go watch the movie, that's an easy answer. Yeah, go watch, watch the it. movie. Go watch it now. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, then we will jump into the spoiler-filled section of our reaction to uh, the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in order to do that, the following is a spoiler-filled reaction to The Bad Guys. Ow. Listener discretion is advised. Okay, quick question. Yes. At what point did you realize that uh, the mayor was a thief? When, let's think, when she... Um, when her and Wolf are alone at the uh, the professor's house, mm-hmm. and she pulls out the ring, and it's like, oh, okay, there's something this character has passed. And it's like she be like, she's be like, oh, not all, not like, not everybody's good. And it's like, oh, okay, you're be like, you you have some experience with what Wolf does. Yes, it's like that for me was more confirmation. Yeah, because that first scene where they're talking out there in front of the statue. Yeah. Oh, okay. I kind of got the feeling she was more aware uh-huh. of what was going. She, I think it felt to me like she knew uh, Wolf was not. What was it Mr. Poodleton? Poodleton, yeah, or something like that. That was clever. <laughs> yeah, I, you you could t- almost you could tell she knew that was Wolf. Yeah, but was letting him, uh, you know, get hoisted on his own petard. Yeah, leading the uh, the leash out a little bit. Exactly. Let him get himself into trouble. If he manages to pull it off, well, that's great. But mm-hmm. if not, well, she has to do what she has to do. Yes. In many ways, I think she was allowing it to happen because, A, professional courtesy. B, she also was looking at, 
she's she's kind of a fan of these things having having experience mm-hmm. but the thing that really tipped me off was when she pointed out point for point all the problems with the heist at the beginning of the film to that, him that without is even actually go uh Acting like she's not even realizing that she shouldn't know half that stuff. Oh, yeah. It kind of just slips out because, A, she that is she's true. talking to another thief. B, specifically the thief that did mm-hmm. all the stealing. But also, it's like she knows the stuff better than most people would. Because no one else in this film n- knows anything about a good heist. Right. Except for the people who are pulling the heists. Yeah. Because the good guy, bad guy motif is very much in here. There's a... There's a gray area, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's there's the idea that you, there can be a good redemption, but the people who are good guys at the beginning of the film, who are actually good guys, I should mm-hmm. say, they wouldn't know what to do if you put them in the position that every other bad guy was in in this movie. That is so true. The fact that she actually had information and knowledge of how all this can go down, yeah, and acting like she had seen this happen a bunch of times just kind of stuck out to me. It's like, okay, she knows more than she should. Yeah. She's letting out, she's showing her cards a little bit. Right. That's, that was the first part I noticed it. Of course, we both knew that like five, three seconds after (laughs) the professor, the professor, I can't think of his last name. Um, the professor, the, uh, the professor who is a, uh, Guinea pig. Mm hmm was revealed to be the villain. He was was introduced. We knew he was the villain because he was too smarmy. And mm-hmm. he was saying everything very prepared like. Yes. Like he had thought it through thought it through a lot. Mhm. So that was not a big reveal to me at the end cuz I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, it was it was it was very it wasn't one of those be like, oh, it's a we're plastering. Here's the villain. Yeah. But they're giving you subtle hints. And it's like, subtle oh, hints, and, and he doesn't reveal until he reveals himself to the bad guys mm-hmm. that, you know, reveals the whole plan. You get the whole, here's what was actually going on. Here, here's segment of his master plan. And he's then, running his my dial monologue monologue monologuing. Yes. Yeah. He's monologuing again. <laughs> oh, it. it this movie is so good. It is. It is very good. It does everything that this tro- this um, this genre of film does. Almost runs it too close to the formula, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's just like that's kind of what I want for this. Yeah, it's still good, family friendly. There's surprisingly, despite the fact a lot of pe- a lot of guinea pigs get eaten, <laughs> there's no death in this movie. No, even though none. they really just kind of like. I think they went on. I think they're in a better place. <laughs> um, poor guinea pigs. They okay. This is something that confuses me about the guinea pigs. Okay. Every guinea pig that was part of the mind control horde mm-hmm. was obviously a pet of another. Yeah, a wizard experiment of other humans. Yeah, and the experiments. Yes. But also, Professor Marmalade. That's his name. Yeah, Marmalade. Yeah, he's also a guinea pig. Yeah. But he's controlling the guinea pigs. Except he's sentient. The other guinea mm-hmm. pigs we see throughout the film are not. That is true. Also, the cat that he saves, literally a save the cat moment, mm-hmm. does not appear to be sentient either. 
Yeah, it's just a cat. It's just a cat. It's just a normal pet cat. Where's the... Lo- what? This is the goofy Pluto problem. Why are some animals sentient and some animals aren't? Yeah. That's my question. And how do you know this just by looking at them other than the sentient ones are anthropomorphic? Right. It would. I was half waiting for the cat to it's be starting- revealed to be in cahoots with Marmalade about near the end of the movie. I was expecting that to happen. It never Yeah, did. it never it never materialized. And they kind of Especially since they went to the trouble of picking him back up. Now, I think that was an afterthought. Yeah. Because there's only like one other scene where in during that chase, they actually go to the trouble of showing the cat in the car with them. Mm-hmm. Most of the rest of the time, you can't see the cat. And the only other time you see it is when they make that big turn and everyone's... Uh, it looks like they're getting thrown out of the car. The cat does get thrown out, but Wolf catches it. And when mm-hmm. it comes back, he puts the cat back in the car. Yeah. I think that was, must've been like a last minute. like, yeah, we need to have the cat yeah. for the end of the movie. So we need to at least show him, get the cat. And plus and, it's a nice moment, him getting the cat back. And plus, did you hear what Wolf called the cat? I missed what he named the cat. Wolf. Oh, Wolf. Okay. He called the cat Wolf. That works. <laughs> it kind of makes sense. Uh yeah, this film is just excellent. It's I so en- I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, it's got there again. It's it's one of those. It's a spy thriller. The the uh, the gentleman's thief, like you said, like mm-hmm. Ocean's Eleven kind of film, and just has so many little twists and turns of be like, oh, this person's playing the villain, but they're really playing the good guy. They're doing this and this. There's so many nice twists and turns yes. to how how the story uh, progresses over time. And the and, s- snakes, yeah, re- I was, re- redemption. Not I was his a, redemption, but kind of he knew he was a good guy after all. I was about to bring Snake up because his character arc throughout the whole thing, I think, is the most interesting. Because uh, you know, tr- uh, Webs, Shark, and uh, Piranha. Piranha they don't. They have an arc, but it's very much they're the background characters. Yeah, they're more like support characters. They're not the main characters. The main, the main two are really Wolf and Snake. Mm-hmm. Wolf obviously is a lot more keen on becoming a good guy from mm-hmm. the beginning, right? But he's Wolf. He's like half dog essentially. Yeah, he's almost predisposed to becoming friendly, being coming, being a good boy. Yeah, we'll say. Snake, on the other hand, has got a little harder. Yeah. And he even goes into his backstory saying, you know, why he doesn't like birthdays mm-hmm. is because it's a constant reminder to him of his childhood when no one would come to his birthday mm-hmm. parties because they always they'd just be scared of him and see him as you know an evil thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can even tell there at the beginning after they take the picture, you know, he's still being a grumpy Gus. Mm-hmm. But when he uh, puts the picture up there on the refrigerator, you can just kind of see the start of a smile before the camera changes. Yeah. And then you get to what I consider one of the stupider scenes in the film, but it leads right into Snake's Redemption. Yeah. They all feel the shiver and their oh, hearts yeah. start to wag. <laughs> the shark's fin wags, the tarantula's uh, thorax. Yeah, thorax wags. wags. <laughs> and... I guess it's the fins on Piranha that are yeah. starting to do that. And you can kind of see Snake's tail starting to do that, but he puts it down. And, and the reason I say it's it's stupid is because I don't think any of those parts really make sense for it to do that. <laughs> Plus, 
I don't know about you. When I feel good, I don't wag my butt. <laughs> it's it's a nice. It, the reason it works for Wolf is because he's a dog. He's got the tail. And when you talk, and when a dog feels like a good boy, he wags his, his tail because he's happy. Yes, that's how it works. There, it doesn't really work for the other animals. That is true, but it's but more it, it's, it's nice, more sim, you know symbolism and all that. Yeah, and I, I'll let it go for that. It's just it's one of those things I look at and go, hey, I get it, but I wish y'all could have put more thought into it. And so the next time we see Snake after he leaves in a huff is uh, he's looks like he's working for Marmalade. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he's playing Marmalade throughout the whole thing. And oh, I yeah. kind of knew that was going to happen just because of tropes. Mm. But the way they actually showed how he went about tricking the... Uh, yeah, agreed. To get all that set up, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And, all the setup. Yeah. And, you know, Snake's still a grumpy Gus by the end of the whole thing. But, yeah. you know... That's just who he is. Yeah. He's grumpy. He's still a good, he's, he's still a member of the team. He's still, they're, they're family when you get right down. Yeah, to it. exactly. And that's the real reason Wolf couldn't leave him. Yeah. Cause actually I don't, okay. Stupid question. Mm. They're pulling up to the police station or they're coming up on it. Yeah. To drop off what we now know is a lamp. Yeah. But they think it's the meteorite. Did they know it was a lamp? Then probably because not. You get the feeling they don't know it's the lamp, but when you think about it, the ending, doesn't work even with Wolf. Wolf's Wolf has no way of knowing that that's a lamp either at the end of the film until someone goes, "Hey, this isn't a a meteorite; it's a lamp." Yeah, the police chief does. The that. police chief does that, and I'm looking at that going, "But that means if y'all had turned that in." You would still be yeah, you'd arrested. Still be arrested for theft. Yeah. Without turning yourselves in because they still won't know where the meteorite is. Technically, at the end of the film, they don't know what happened to the meteorite other than they see the giant psionic explosion on the edge of town. Right. But anyway, I mean, yeah. it's a, that's a weird little moment, but I kind of accept it because it is what it is. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's a fun movie. It's good. If I, I enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching it again, and we're definitely going to probably review this, I'm guessing, next year. Probably. Probably. Or sooner. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Uh, my I, my little gripe about this film was when we we get the, the city was hit by a meteorite, and that's where the meteorite be like is a is a, a symbol of hope or a symbol of love or whatever for, for the city. I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. A meteorite that large strikes a city, and it's completely fine except for a massive crater. Yeah, I'm and uh, like everything's much, perfectly fine. How much death occurred when the meteor when that meteor hit? Yeah, I mean, well, uh, Grant, it's a kids' cartoon. Yeah, and I I can kind of accept like yeah, they might have been filled with despair for a hot minute, but then it's like oh yeah, and and, and marmalade turning it around to being oh this is a good thing because it's a symbol of love and mm-hmm. hope for the city and all that but still it's weird yeah it's a um, weird plot point just to have an it excuse is for a for heart the, for a heart shaped meteor the, for the heart shaped meteor to be there you could easily had that hit outside of town and do the same thing without putting in this idea it's like well how many people died when this thing hit yeah i do, i do like the idea that the 
you know, there there is this massive meteor meteor crater within the middle of the city. I love that. Yeah, I, like I a, love the, the visual of it. Visual of it, but the explanation of it just really doesn't really pan out. Yeah, it's just like, now, oh, it's cool, but be like, it should be like a desolate area because a meteor that large is going to destroy everything. Yeah, granted, I do have one issue with it though. Has it not rained in this town since they land since that meteorite hit? Hmm. Because if there was any sort of water, mm-hmm. any sort of water, including I, I don't know the water mains that would have been under that part of the city, mm-hmm. there should that me that crater should have water in it. Yeah, it should at be least a, some standing water in it. I'm not thinking it needs to be a lake yet, but yeah, there should be some standing water in that meat in that in that uh, crater, and there yeah. isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How interesting would it have been to see that that meteorite just floating in the water when they went and looked at it? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Granted, there's not a lot of water in this film, and it could be that water might be a little hard for the method of animation they were using with that faux 2D, 3D look they were going with. Right. And plus, all your anapromorphic characters are the only... Our main characters are the only anapromorphic characters in the entire film. And most of your... Mm -hmm. there was a couple others, but they were all background. Okay. They were like far in the background. There was never any like only Fox, uh, the Fox and uh, our. Yeah. Only, only a couple of them were actually. Mostly it was the main cast that was anthropomorphic. Oh, okay. I want to say I, I remember seeing in some shots there being some other characters, but I get the feeling that this film may have had more anthropomorphic characters in it had COVID-19 not caused probably some production problems. Possibly. Because I can easily see them just saying, we need a crowd shot. Let's use, let's, let's go back and, and pull a bunch of random models from previous stuff and put in here yeah. so we can have a crowd. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, characters from how to train your dragon and Shrek and all them are littered throughout those littered throughout those background shots yeah. that we just can't see because you know they're not for, for they're not uh, foreground the characters yeah. and you have to remember with any anth- with any animal like character especially if they're furry mm-hmm. that's more processing time to have to animate yeah. because of the hair um, replication there's a there's a reason that uh webs her only her thorax is furry yeah. And it's not just because that's how spiders work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because that's easier to animate. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Even yeah. their legs aren't really that furry, even though no, they are they're not. Fur. They don't really move in the wind. Because this is going for a more 2D look, which I'm sure is actually easier to animate. Yeah, agreed. But anyway. Yeah, overall, this is an amazing film. Uh, maybe the like the naming of the characters may be a little too simplistic. I get the feeling... Oh, I saw that this was based on a book as, as the during the credits. So oh yeah, I that's true. I have a feeling they did not have a choice much. Probably with the, not uh, the names. Yeah. So Wolf, Mister Shark, Mister Tarantula, Mister Snake. For one thing, that's actually kind of pulling off of Reservoir Dogs. I think where you know they had Mister Pink, Mister, and all based off color. All the names were based off colors. I believe. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, I think that's more of like pulling from that aspect, but going with their animal names yeah true except it, for, it's a little it's a little too on the nose but except they let webs have her own name yeah webs and wolf and wolf wolfy well wolf is still mr wolf yeah you get right down to it yeah and she technically would be miss 
Miss Tarantula because she has a tarantula, not just a spider. Yeah, she's Miss Tarantula. Right, but they just call her Webs. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's very cute. Having your hacker be a spider. Yes. Clever. She's good at manipulating the web. Very true. Very clever. Very clever. Very cute. <laughs> Less cute. Actually, no. I actually do get why the shark is a master of disguise. <laughs> do you want to know? Okay. I think it's actually a throwback to an old, and I mean an old Saturday Night Live skit. Really? There's an old Saturday Night Live skit from back during the days of uh, when Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd and all of them were on the cast. Okay. The, the, right there, before it was even called Saturday Night Live, when it was still just being called uh, Saturday Night. Hmm. Um, there was a, I think during like the second or third season, because I watched a bunch of the old ones, mm. there was a skit where, you know, you'd hear a knock at the door, uh, you hear a knock at the door, and whoever's apartment it was which, uh, would come up and say, who is it? And they'd say, oh, uh, I'm such, an, uh, I'm the plumber or something. Other. And finally they'd say, no, you're not. Who are you really? And they'd go back and forth. And finally he'd say, Land Shark. I go, oh, land shark, right? And they open the door, and the and the land shark attacks him. Okay, I think it's a throwback to that because okay. he's a shark on land, and he looks like he gets to be whatever he wants to dress up as, and nobody bats an eye. Yeah, I, f- I found it very unique. Be like the shark, be like there again, he's master of disguise. Yes, be like he disguises himself as as the, f- as the father of one of the scientists, and he totally buys it. And he buys it. I'm going. I miss. Are you half shark? Yeah, <laughs> that should. I can at least get like the lady he's dressed up as in the beginning heist. It's yeah. Like, okay, you're a lady shark. Yeah. Granted, I don't know. I don't know enough about. I don't, I don't, sharks are technically fish, so they have eggs. Yeah. So his water, her water couldn't have broke. <laughs> <laughs> she was a female shark. No, I, I, if I remember correctly, sharks be like, they, they birth, be like... It's a live birth. It's a live birth, Because yeah. fi- they are fish, technically. They yeah. don't, They lay eggs, and then the male comes around and... Yeah, does his thing. Fertilizes them somehow, but yeah. it's all outside of the body. It's not like mammals, which is right. what, she's, what he's pretending to be. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. It's, it's like, a little weird. It's a funny scene. It's, it's a funny just, scene, but at the same time, I'm looking at it and going... He said subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Shark knows nothing about subtlety. Well, I pretty much go with that. I'm half. Surprised. I'm just glad they did not. I'm. 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 I'm glad and both not happy that they didn't go with the Jabberjaw reference. Granted, they probably couldn't do too much because yeah, Jabberjaw would be Warner Brothers. But they never even went curly with him in any way, shape, or form. Because it's like you could have just had given me a little yuck 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 in there somewhere because of. Yeah, Jabberjaw. But anyway, yeah. it was Warner Brothers. They'd have done it and wouldn't have batted an eye. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Overall, this is an amazing film. Uh, yeah. Definitely want to do a review of this at some point, either this year or next year. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I will be definitely, when this movie comes to... Um, uh, home video? Yeah. Home video. Yeah, it's physical form. Be like, yeah, I'll definitely be buying it. All right. So, yeah, that's been our reactions to The Bad Guys. I think it's safe to say we think if you haven't seen it, A, why are you listening to our spoiler review reaction part? But Exactly. Go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. Either way, it's a fun movie. You'll enjoy it. 
Uh, hopefully it will do well. I haven't actually looked to see how well it's been doing, but we enjoyed it. So uh, I guess in the meantime, this has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox at Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's photo bin to see his photography. His letterboxed page at GGeorge759. His Twitter at GGeorge759. And Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast. On Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming. On YouTube at Cellcast. On Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Oh, 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 oh,